Welcome to Quiet Lives, a cozy place in the sunshine where we engage in all things photography, slow living, and the nature-inspired life. Hello there, this is Abigail Reeder and welcome to this week's Quiet Lives. I am talking today, this is episode number three, I'm talking today about shopping like a local vore. And I'm kind of doing a fall edition. I'll probably do a spring version of this as well in the spring. So, local vore, what is that? <laughs> if you haven't heard this term, I actually got the term from a book by the same name, local vore. And essentially, it is about how you purchase and buy uh, your groceries locally or basically straight from the source, straight from the farm rather than through all these various middlemen in the grocery store. So I started thinking about becoming a local for about four years ago, I think. I had a friend who was vegan and I had always assumed that she was vegan because of animal rights. Uh, a lot of my friends that I had known who were vegan or vegetarian did so because of animal rights. And that's totally fine, but that was not convincing enough for me to become vegan. Um, and so I had never really thought much about it. But she told me she was vegan because of environmental impact, and I thought that was very interesting. And it started me off on this journey of understanding more of where our food comes from, how it's impacting the environment, uh, particularly how like large corporations, um, large uh, operations of farming, how those impact the environment, um, and, and what it looked like for that to come out in my food choices. And I kind of landed on, I really wanted to buy more local foods that was supporting small businesses, small farms was very important to me and that I would better understand what I'm actually putting in my body with that. So I decided to start moving in the direction of becoming a local vore. Now, I think a very important precursor to all of this is that I am not against buying in the grocery store. I, I don't buy everything from local farms. I have a family, I have two young children, I have a budget, I, I, can, I don't have the ability right now to just spend our entire grocery budget on local items uh, because they do vary a lot in price and sometimes they are just not cost efficient. I like to joke that I am a local vore and when I'm not a local vore, I'm a cheap vore, which is very corny, I know. <laughs> but if I'm not buying local, I'm buying probably the one of the cheapest thing you can get. <laughs> um, so yes, I, I do buy at the grocery store. I uh, purchase things at Aldi. I purchase at Target. I buy bulk items at Costco. I am not an expert local for by any means. Uh, but this is something that I have a value for in my life. And I'm realizing that I think more and more people around me, particularly millennials, people who are in their jobs, are starting to have families, are, are having, starting to have a value for as well. So I thought it'd be fun to do a little podcast on this, an episode talking about sort of 
what I've learned about being a local for. And hopefully it will inspire you to shop local as well, if that's possible for you. So I, like I said, I, I like to buy as much as I can local. I kind of add a little bit each year. Uh, I start out the very first year that I did this, I only bought local honey. That was the only local item I bought, that was it. And I'd heard that it was really good for your allergies. Um, if you have seasonal allergies, which I do, and they're terrible. So I was like, okay, that's the first thing I'm gonna start with. I'm gonna buy local honey. So I'll talk a little bit more about that later, about how you can slowly build into being a local for, but that's kind of where I began my journey. And I guess I do this in my every week life. And honestly, this goes for when I'm out of town as well. This past week, my family and I were in the Ozarks and I was thrilled to find a local butcher and a farmer shop that sold local milk and eggs. And honestly, because we were in the middle of nowhere, all of that local food was very reasonably priced. I was super surprised. <laughs> we had a cooler that we'd brought because we brought some of our own food on the trip. And I literally filled that thing up with meat and cheese and milk and eggs to take home. I actually saved money on our groceries grocery bill by buying all of these items in the Ozarks <laughs> because they were so well priced. Um, and, I, you know, honestly, I think I said this earlier, but I think a lot more people enjoy buying local than I realized. On our trip, we were with some friends from our Bible study. And once I found this local milk, half of the group went out and, and purchased it like the next day. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because, well, one, I think people like supporting local farmers. They like, you know, kind of seeing where their food really comes from. But also, I think that it really, honestly, it tastes better. It tastes so much better. And this is one of the big reasons that I shop local. It truly tastes better. I noticed this a while ago. Um, I, I stopped drinking milk. Uh, it wasn't all of a sudden. I just realized slowly that I didn't really like the taste of milk that much. And it kind of made my stomach feel a little crazy. Like I felt very bloated when I had milk first thing in the morning. So I en ended up originally switching to oat milk. And I liked that because I, I didn't feel as bloated in the mornings. I could have that uh, with my like morning smoothie or whatever it might be, uh, granola. And it didn't make me feel terrible. So I've been doing that for about six months, but when we were in the Ozarks last week, I tried the local milk and it was A2, A2 pasteurized milk. If that's something you're familiar with, I am still learning about it. So it's also possible that I said that incorrectly, <laughs> um, but that's the type of milk that it was um, or like the, the system of pasteurization that it goes through. And honestly, I could not believe it. I loved it. It tasted so good. It was so much richer. It had more flavor. I mean, I put it in my morning coffee and I didn't feel sick and I was able to have coffee, which I have terrible reflux. So coffee is not usually something that I have, but softened with some of that local milk. It was perfect. It was so good. And you know, I, I discovered the same thing, uh, with greens, like, you know, like salad greens and, and meat. Those were probably part of my local for journey a couple years ago is that I just, I had, I, I would eat salad, I would eat meat, but I didn't love the taste of it. 
and it wasn't like something that I would be excited about cooking or making for the night. But now, since buying local, I enjoy my food way more. I, I, once I started having local meat or like, you know, locally grown greens, it was really hard to go back and have anything else. Now, I still do sometimes, but it's so much better. It tastes so much better. And before you think that I am one of those foodies with an amazing palate, I am not. I have a horrible sense of smell, and I know that that impacts how I taste things. So I don't have some sophisticated palate, uh, but even then, I still taste the difference, which is great. Now, another reason why I buy local is that I am not the best cook. Now, that might sound funny to you because usually people who care a lot about cooking, they care a lot about where the meat comes from and how it tastes and how it like goes together and all of this. I am not, I am not a good cook. I am not that kind of a person. I, I just can't slow down enough to like really follow a recipe well. I also have it, like I said, I have a terrible sense of smell and palate. And so actually I don't taste things super well. So I just don't have a lot of faith in my ability to cook. <laughs> I do cook. I cook almost every day for my family, but buying local helps me cook well. I, I can finally make meals that actually taste good and have a lot more flavor because the base option that I'm working with, the meat, the greens, the milk, the eggs, are so rich in flavor themselves that it actually enhances my cooking. So I would imagine that if you are actually a good cook, unlike me, that <laughs> shopping local would just make your food even better. So that's, that's another reason why I do that. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit about what I buy local. What items do I buy? Like I said, I do not buy everything local. I have my select items and I really try to stay within those. Uh, I am expanding that list every year as I find affordable options. But like I said, I, I have a budget and I'm not going to go outside of my budget just to buy local. I need to think about how my family does our finances and all of that as well. So right now I probably buy 80 to 90% local meat. But like I said, the other 10% is cheap, cheap, cheap. It is, I, I am looking for the best deal. <laughs> Around the 4th of July, Kroger had some great deals on beef tips and, or I think they were um, like beef stew uh, pieces and broths. And I, yeah, you better believe I stocked up on that. Um, definitely not local, but they were cheap and I filled up my freezer with that. Uh, otherwise, I buy local chicken meat. I buy beef, often broths and eggs locally as well. Um, I cannot pay $7 for eggs like some farmer market, some farmer markets charge. <laughs> At the very most, I pay around $4, uh, which is more expensive than your grocery store and more expensive probably than some farmers uh, charge. I, in the Ozarks, I got local eggs for about 2 50 so that was great. 
So $4 is more expensive than your grocery store, but you know where they come from and they're so much better. Even the color of the yolk is richer and more intense and the eggs themselves are often much bigger. So it, I kind of feel like it evens out a lot. I also buy local greens for salad. My husband eats salad every night. I eat it often as well. So I usually bar, buy a large bag of that every week. For my salad, I feel a lot of, um, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. I have, I basically, I have a farmer who grows and has like an urban garden in my neighborhood and I feel loyalty. That's the word loyalty to him. So I really like to go to his stand and it's possible I could find a more affordable option, but I, he has fantastic greens. I love them so much. And so that's just usually where I end up going. Um, so that's, that's a big one for us. I am currently looking into buying local milk. I do not think I will be able to afford to buy milk for my whole family every week right now. My kids and husband, they slam milk. Oh my gosh. They drink so much milk and they do not care about flavor. <laughs> um, and also, Ohio does not have a lot of affordable options like the Ozarks did. There was a great program where you had like the milk bottle where we were in the Ozarks and uh, you got your milk and then you exchanged it and you got quite a bit of money back when you brought back the milk like the glass milk bottle was it was a lot so it ended up being not that much more expensive than the grocery store but a lot of the local milk that we have here is is quite pricey so I'm gonna probably just start small and maybe get some for me <laughs> to have right now and and see how that goes. Now, I have gotten local butter before when I find it for a good price, but that's often only when I'm kind of out of the main cities, maybe more in like Amish country. Uh, sometimes it shows up at farmer's markets for a decent price as well, but often this is an item that it's, it's just not always available, or if it is, it's very expensive. Um, when I can get local bread, I love to do that, but this is something I'm learning how to make myself. So I save purchasing like local breads more for like nice brunches with my in-laws or gifts to fan friends and family. Um, I'm hoping to this year to begin making a lot of my own bread. So I also have a source for locally milled flours and I'm looking into that as well, seeing if that's a an okay kind of cost uh, that will work within our grocery budget as well. Though I'm going to have to get really good at baking bread because if I'm buying locally sourced milled flour, I don't want to waste any of that. Uh, I love to get local produce when I can. I go by seasons, of course. So blueberry picking, freeze a ton of blueberries, strawberry picking, freeze a bunch of strawberries. I get local tomatoes and peppers. I often grow my own. Those, of course, are really hard to preserve, so these are mostly enjoyed in the summer seasons, and then in the off seasons, I do get um, I do get those just at the regular grocery store because they're just, especially peppers are such a good source of fiber for kids. I, I'm not going to go above and beyond to find those just anywhere, um, or to find them local, I guess. I also do local honey, like I said earlier. I think I, I think I mentioned that earlier. Uh, and if you have seasonal allergies, yes, I highly recommend this. 
get a big bottle to save money and weave it into your spring and fall recipes. I have horrible, terrible ragweed allergies and just all kinds of stuff over here in the Midwest. And I really think that local seasonal honey has helped a lot. I mean, even your doctor will recommend something like this. It's good for your kids too. My kids have allergies. So every year I try to add more or, uh, you know, more things onto my local list, more things on to, to what I'm doing or to just try new things when it comes to shopping local. So yeah, these are kind of all the items that I have done, I'm looking into, um, and I'm, you know, I'm super intrigued to hear what you guys get locally as well. So if you have any thoughts, definitely feel free to DM me on my Instagram, quietlives underscore photography. The link will be below. Okay, so where do you buy local? Like I said, this may be tough depending on where you are located. An important note though, local doesn't have to mean local to you and it doesn't have to mean organic. Local can mean supporting farmers and small businesses over larger corporations. It doesn't have to mean buying straight from the farm itself, um, but you can, you can do that, like you actually going to the farm, but you can do that in a way where you still cut out a lot of middlemen. So there's these online delivery systems that make this idea super easy. Azure Standards is one of the big ones that comes to mind. They connect with many farms and do delivery or drop-off locations in various states. And they're big. They're like everywhere. Um, we have a drop-off location actually very close to me, which is exciting. Now, if you are in a farming state like me, listen up, farms are everywhere. Farming is not dead and a lot of these farms sell their goods. Farmers markets are a huge place for this, of course, but depending on where you're located or where your farmers market is, the prices might literally be through the roof. Oh my gosh, sometimes I cannot, I can't even believe the prices, which you know, they're making a living. That's great. And some people are super into buying niche um, farmers market wares, and that's awesome, but that is not on my budget. <laughs> so start carefully here. It can, uh, it can be a great place to get some local items, but it also might be a better place just to get specialty items. Um, I usually get... At farmer's markets, I usually get big containers of maple syrup and honey. I think those are kind of the two big ones because you can get really big containers of them and it does actually save you some money. Um, and sometimes they have like an exchange program. Like if you bring the bottle back, you get some money off. And so that can be really nice as well. Um, after farmer's markets, check out your local butcher shops. Uh, you surely have at least a few. And if you live smack in the middle of the city or a suburb um, and you're looking for a butcher shop, it is likely you'll have to drive like 20-ish minutes to find something. But especially if you're getting a like bulk order, it can be really well worth it. Um, next, just Google it. Look up using search terms like local herd share, local milk delivery near me, half cow purchasing near me. These are literally my Google searches from this morning. <laughs> but that's why I can tell you that they came up with a lot of results and it actually helped me connect me to some services that I didn't even know existed in my area. So that was really awesome. But these are all kind of ways that you can figure out where to buy local. And you're not just 
relegated to shopping at a farmer's market if you want to buy local goods. Uh, you can expand from here and the research could be really fun. Hopefully you have some really cool, interesting farms in your area that you can support through this. Now, how to begin. So let's start with your local farmer's market again. So who sells there? Kind of go get the lay of the land, visit a few times, get an idea for the kinds of things that are sold at the farmer's market and what their prices are. Next, move on to Google searches and asking around to see what is near you and what makes sense for you. So after you have your information about what is in your area, unless you want to buy online from somewhere like Azure Standards, which is great. But once you have sort of the idea from what's in your area, um, start making a food budget, keeping, you know, keeping kind of this, the ideas in mind of like how much things cost and, and what you want to incorporate. Um, but yeah, what is your budget? And also keep in mind bulk items. It is way cheaper to buy bulk. I buy bulk meat and cheeses often, and it ends up saving me quite a bit of money. And my grocery bill is way better throughout the year, the times that I have bought uh, some of those bulk freezer items in advance. And then I would say once you have your budget and you kind of know what's around you, just start small. I mean, what do you want to add to your local food uh, items in your house? I mean, like I, you know, I just started with honey. Maybe that's for you. Just start with some honey. Start with some maple syrup. Uh, maybe start with greens. Maybe some local meat. Maybe you want to jump in and join a CSA or a herd share. CSAs are, are really cool. Those are when local, usually small farms get together and provide like a weekly or bi-weekly, uh, usually it's like vegetables and greens, um, like a, a package of that. And you can like sign up for it uh, and pay like a certain amount and you get a package every week or every two weeks. Uh, or herd share is where you actually buy part of a herd. Now you don't have to take care of them. They're not in your backyard. But because you're purchasing and paying into that herd, you get some of the benefits like milk, especially if you like things like raw milk. That's a way to do that. Uh, every year, I, I try new things. I add on more items. I, I, yeah, and I encourage people to do the same. Just start small, figure out what you like, and kind of add a little bit at a time from there. And an important note, I don't add items because my budget gets bigger for food. It's because I figured out how to do bulk and buy local for my family and what works for us and what we actually eat. I heard this crazy number percentage the other day that I need to double check, but it was something like uh, in America, we throw away like 20 to 30% of the food that we buy. <laughs> so that means you're wasting quite a bit of money. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I'm buying maybe a little bit less and being really purposeful with my, my money and with what I'm buying and I'm buying high quality items, honestly, I found that I am way less likely to waste those things. And so it all goes to use, which is awesome. Okay, so a few fall items. Now that we're getting into September, fall items for uh, that you should be thinking about buying local. Uh, maple syrup and fall honey should be here, I think, maybe now, maybe the next few weeks. And those are awesome purchases. I, uh, I will definitely be uh, heading to the farmer's market to purchase some of that probably next weekend, actually. 
I am also about to purchase a fourth of a cow, which is an unbelievably huge amount of meat. It's like 150 pounds worth of meat. Um, but, and that should last us into well into next year from what I understand. I've never bought that quite that much beef before, uh, but I'm excited to try that out. It seems like it's going to be a really good deal. Um, and before winter is a great time to do this. Just kind of getting everything in your freezer. Uh, if you don't have a deep freezer and you um, are buying bulk, you should get a deep freezer because they are incredibly helpful. <laughs> uh, also, just find some wonderful local fall items like squash and, and pumpkin. Pumpkin, those like little pie pumpkins. Incorporate those into your recipes here in the next couple months. I just purchased, purchased some delicata squash and I'm very excited to try it. I hear great things. <laughs> Um, and then, like I mentioned earlier, fall is a good time to figure out when you, if you want to join like a winter CSA, um, where you get like a delivery or pickup of local vegetables and greens all winter long. That can be a really nice time to see if you have a CSA in your area. Okay. So like I said, <laughs> I am not an expert on any of this. I do all of this as a local vor newbie. So if you are a local vor or you like to buy things local or you have any wisdom here, please tell me. I would love to learn more about how others do this. I have just been kind of figuring it out on my own and I'm always interested to hear how others incorporate buying local into their actual like normal every day, every weekly, every month lives. So thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I am really excited to keep talking this fall and I will see you next week, next Monday.